Monday morning. Oh, Monday. <laughs> Monday morning, midway through the month. Christmas is almost here. And I'm angry. Everybody's exhausted and frustrated. Ugh. And uh, we're here to try to lighten your morning. Well, I am. I was going I don't know about Mo. Mo's here to rally you up. I'm going to be here <laughs> to brighten your morning. <laughs> That's why we make a good team. <laughs> Yin and yang. Yep. I, as it were. I get them riled. <laughs> you brighten them up. Coming up on today's show, baby, it's offensive outside. <sighs> Gifts that keep on giving and super secret Santa. But first, it is December 17th, Monday. Mm-hmm. And we've got just a couple holidays to celebrate, and they're a bit obscure. Yes. <laughs> I would. Well, yeah. Okay. So there's just two of them. I really like the second one. Yeah. But today is National Maple Syrup Day. Mm-hmm. When you go to, like, IHOP or Denny's or whatever, do you stick with the traditional maple syrup, or do you go to the weird fruity syrups that they keep there? Fun <laughs> fact about Mo, I don't like syrup. At all? Mm-mm. No syrups? I never have. I know. So Are when I you eat, a communist? Possibly. <laughs> Actually, I bet they eat a lot of syrup over in <laughs> colder countries. When I eat um, <coughs> pancakes or waffles, it's either like Nutella or peanut butter really? or jelly or pl- sometimes just a whole heck of a lot of butter. See, I see that as more of a novelty, like a, an occasional weird... Uh, deviation, having like peanut butter or whatever on a waffle. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be syrup. I don't Man. like syrup. And have you never liked syrup, Mm-mm. even as a kid? Even as a kid, I've never uh, liked it. Never. Well. Ever. That epi- that episode, that scene in Elf where Buddy pours maple syrup all over all his spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> I'm like, ew, that looks so gross. <laughs> but we had spaghetti last week and Mila was drinking a root beer. And she couldn't get the bottle open. And so Chris tried to open it for her. Well, you know, she's seven and she was trying to open her bottle and that required a bit of shaking. shaking. Bit, yeah. um, and Chris's plate of spaghetti was in his lap and <laughs> the root beer exploded everywhere. <laughs> and so I'm like trying my best to sop up the with a paper towel the, the root beer that got in his spaghetti. And I was like, listen, I can I can have something else. I can throw a frozen dinner in the microwave real quick for myself. You can have my plate of spaghetti. And he was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll eat it. And he's eating it. Yeah. And he goes, I imagine this is what Buddy's spaghetti tasted like. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite scenes where you know that, you know, there's no way there was any kind of faking uh, taking place where he poured all the candy, broken yeah. up the pop tart and all that, and then just take a big horking bite, yeah, chewing it up, and then had to pretend like he enjoyed it, yeah, yeah. That's, that's gotta only... be that's gotta be one of my worst fears. If I ever became an actor, having to like eat food that, that I know really I would like. hate, and not gag and pretend like I like it. That's your worst fear. Okay, not my worst fear ever, but I mean one of my fears. Uh, your worst fear of being an actor. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Having to eat something that you don't like? Probably. See, when we watch like Fear Factor or reality shows, well, that's Survivor not an acting whatever, situation. No, I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. That never, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure I could do it. I'm just, 
It's I a guess, fear. I guess that's what would... My fear, I guess, in that situation would be, oh, they're going to find out I'm not a great actor mm. right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there's a scene in, uh, like, The Office or whatever where he's just sitting there eating cottage cheese, which I Ew. hate. Yeah, I hate He also cheese. hates it. But he's sitting there, you know, like he eats it every day. But in the bloopers, there's a blooper where he puts it in his mouth the first time while he's doing that. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just wanting to hurl. I'm like, see, that stuff would happen all the time. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if That's I was an true. <laughs> That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. All right. So our second day, our second holiday for this day is Wright Brothers Day. Hey! Do you know who the Wright Brothers are, Matt? They were... I have no joke. They were the... I uh, have no joke. The, the uh, Kitty Hawk plane people, right? Kitty Hawk, yep. Yeah. Know where Kitty Hawk is? Uh, I'm going to assume in your home area. Outer Banks of North Carolina. Yeah, okay. Which is not really my home area, to be Ooh. fair. It's like three hours from my home. Area, maybe yeah. not your home yeah. state or whatever, but... But we always went on like field trips to the Kitty Hawk Museum and really, uh huh. Got to walk the runway where they had their first flight. And, <clears throat> um, they have like markers along that runway of every takeoff and crash, yeah. essentially yeah. every failed attempt. Mm-hmm. So you got to see how many times they tried and failed and tried and failed, and they went farther and farther. Right. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. Um, yeah, I uh, I feel like I've seen a replica of the original plane mm-hmm. at some museum or something somewhere. Yeah. But now I can't remember. I know it was on The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob stole the Wright Brothers plane and tried to escape. Really? And the military was trying to chase him and they were going way too fast. So they got out and they walked. <laughs> chasing him with uh, tennis rackets and <laughs> pool cues. <laughs> That's funny. I think that <coughs> that first flight would have been a terrifying one. Oh, absolutely. Because they're like they are. They were on the outside of the plane, mm-hmm. laying right to steer. Right. It was almost like a hang glider. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Yep. Essentially. Can you imagine? <laughs> nope. No. Thank you. All right, that's her. Those are our days, Matt. Woo woo. Well, how has your uh, week been as we're heading up to the big, uh, big end of the month? I have to tell you something. Tell me. Okay, I had a really rough week, to be totally honest, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> but I'm just gonna put it out there on the radio show. Not every week is a good week. Some weeks really suck. Okay, <laughs> and I had a really sucky week, except one thing in particular. That was absolutely glorious. Okay? Okay. Sitting on the couch. I want to say it was Tuesday night. I don't know. Last week. And winding down for the night. Kids are kind of calming down. Chris is checking his email. Scrolling through his phone. You know, getting rid of all those little notifications that are everywhere. That bother you. And all of a sudden I hear him go, oh no. And I looked over, what? Um, do you remember how, like, two months ago I made a new email account through Gmail so that I could get whatever it was for free, you know, when you sign up? Sure, yeah. And I was like, yeah, why? 
He was like, well, apparently you used that email for the Walmart cards, for our Christmas cards that you ordered. So the whole time that you were looking for a Christmas or for an email notification from Walmart, I actually got that. And when they shipped the cards, I got that email too. (laughs) And I looked at him and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He said, no. And I clearly even remember you asking me in the hotel room what that email was so that I could, it could go to that email and it wouldn't get lost in yours. And I was like, what? What? But I've I've been freaking out, and I thought for sure something had gone terribly wrong. Why didn't you tell me? I forgot. I'm so sorry. And I was like, so this whole Christmas card debacle is actually your fault. Yeah, I guess so. So that was like the glorious part to my week. Because that you got to pass the buck to your husband. Yes, and it just felt so good. But it felt good because even though it was $35, it's $35. And I felt like it was a waste, you know. And I was terrified that I had spent an extra $35 that we really didn't need to spend. And I just felt sort of guilty for not having it together and not being on the ball. But guess what? you got to pass that off. And that was... (laughs) But he doesn't care. He's like, eh, whatever. We've got 200 cards now. <laughs> that was the turnaround for your week. That Getting was to the pass turnaround the blame. for my week. Yep. Having an excuse to pass the blame to your husband. Exactly. Oh, gracious. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I probably uh, should do some soul searching. Not a lot of good things, I would imagine. Oh, goodness. That's funny. It says a lot about him. He's a good guy. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. Oh, how Chris. was your week? Uh, Well... Yeah. Oh, did you have a crappy week too? Yeah. I don't. Uh, what is it? <laughs> it's uh, it's the devil. It's the devil trying to ruin our holidays. I guess so. Um, now, as since the very beginning of the show, we've been giving you random updates on my dad, who's been dealing with cirrhosis of the liver, and uh, the last update I had for you was when they had taken him to Dallas, and. Uh, Basically evaluated him to see if they could put him on the transplant list, which we thought was a long shot at the time. And uh, turns out they went ahead and did it because uh, he's usually he's much older than what they would typically consider. Mm-hmm. He's in very poor health. Um, but uh, they put him on the list. They were able to get him stabilized there or whatever. So he's been home for the last several months. And, uh, you know, at some point a few months ago, they had told him. That he had maybe two months to live, if that. And it's been like twice that long. And yeah. he hadn't been in the hospital again. You know, there was a time where it was every few days he had to go back to the hospital because something cropped up. And he'd just been doing fine, going well. Um, and then middle of last week, he fell. Uh, like he was, in, he was in the living room and he was doing something, standing up. And he didn't realize he was falling until he was already halfway to the floor. Mm. Like it, like his, you know, sense of balance wasn't yeah, alerting him. Yeah, him. yeah, it wasn't going off or anything. So he he fell down and he had to land on his shoulder pretty hard. He landed, you know, he didn't land on anything, thank goodness, you yeah. know. But 
<clears throat> but we had to take him to the hospital. Uh, so we took him to the hospital, and he seemed, you know, banged up, but fine. So I was, I had gone, I had gone on, and uh, my mom was, she went and got the car and pulled it up to the hospital, and they were going to get him up and get his coat on and take him out. And as they were lifting him up, uh, he passed out. And so they had to get him back in the bed. And apparently what had happened was his potassium had dropped so low that when they were lifting him up, because they had to lift him up from his Mm -hmm. back and the shoulder, his body reacted to the pain instead of hurting. Yeah. It decided, yeah, I'm not going to feel this at all. Yeah. And shut down. So they decided, okay, well, we're going to keep him for a couple days, try and get his uh, strength back up, trying to get his potassium level back up, and then we'll release him. Uh, so the next day, uh, my mom gets a call saying that he got rushed to the ICU, um, because they discovered that he has fluid in his lungs, Mm -hmm. which we were told, um, almost a year ago was going to be one of the signs that things are wrapping up. Mm -hmm. Um, so that drastically changed everything right then and there. Mm-hmm. We thought it was just going in because he fell, and now bad things are happening. Uh, so they were trying to work on that, trying to get the fluid off of his lungs, and um, the idea was they get him stabilized, and they're going to airlift him to Dallas, try and bump him up on the liver transplant list. Mm-hmm. Get this thing taken care of, <clears throat> and uh, they they haven't been able to get the fluid off of his lungs at this point. So like, we're just gonna have to take you to Dallas now, mm-hmm. and let them try to stabilize you there. Mm-hmm. So he is in Dallas right now, and as of this moment, uh, they have not been able to get any of the fluid off his lungs. And in fact, it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the medicine that they're giving him to try and get that off is causing his uh, heart rate to go up way too high, mm-hmm. so they're having to back off on that. And he's also developed an infection while he's there. So it's at the point now where the doctors are saying they're not even positive they're going to be able to stabilize him to even attempt a transplant. transplant. Yeah, and that this might be the curtain call, oh. as it were. So my mom is heading up there. Uh, well, by the time you're listening to this, she'll she'll be up there already. <laughs> um, but uh, it might be, it might be within the next few days where the battle is over, uh, which sucks. But yeah. it's uh, you know it's something that we've been preparing for. Yeah, and I've had. Seven or eight possible last conversations with my dad in the last three or last six months, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like that we're we're in a good place and that I've uh, I've got my you closure. Know, last moments closure. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, closure. Um, I just hope that he doesn't have to suffer too much. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's you know, it's likely that he'll slip into some sort of coma or right. something. Yeah. Uh, that's usually how it happens with liver stuff. So hopefully he won't be in too much pain. Uh, but 
Are you going to go out or? Uh, it really depends, I guess, on how how uh, quickly they think things are going to happen. Yeah. If uh, if I get the opportunity, uh, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. It's just yeah. At, yeah. at this point, it's just kind of a. We need to assess how quickly things are going to happen, and if uh, if I'd even make it in yeah. time. Yeah. So we don't know. Uh, but as I said, I mean, if I don't, you know, we've had we've had our closure and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, if he's yeah. if he's at the point where he's not going to be really responsive anyway, mm-hmm. uh, at this point, I might try and go up just for my mother's sake. Right. But uh, I also my nephew is also with her, so that's good. So yeah. That's where we're at. If uh, if y'all like to throw some prayers our way, that would be good. Pray for the uh, cokers. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been an emotional roller coaster these past uh, several months, mm. and uh, I mean, in a way, it's good that we're coming to some sort of closure. Uh, but at the same time, you know, nobody wants to lose their dad, which yeah. uh, you know, and, yeah, yeah, it's just. It's rough losing a relative at all, especially mm-hmm. around the holidays. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, that's really all I have. Everything else has just been normal holiday junk, trying to get everything done. Everything's on a Saturday in December, every party and every everything, and that's when I do all my work, so mm-hmm. that's been fun. Getting no sleep. Hey, you huh. went to a Christmas party last week. Oh, gosh, it was awful. <laughs> was it bad, the ugly sweater? Yes, because I and I figured this out about myself. Okay. I don't like parties. <laughs> this is gonna sound really selfish. <laughs> I okay. don't like parties where I can't at least partially be the center of attention. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, I'm usually a clown. Mm-hmm. At you know, I usually goof around, and I don't want to be the center of attention the whole party. But I want to be able to every now and then surprise people with something funny and make people laugh. Shoot people and with a water that, gun? Yeah. <laughs> and to do that, I need to know these people. And I know nobody at these dumb parties <laughs> with my wife's work. It's just 20 people I've never met or I've met once at the last Christmas party, mm-hmm. which I didn't talk to them then either. And even when, you know, I try, I try to talk to them. They try to talk to me, but we have nothing in common. I am a janitor. These people are rich, as rich can be. I was in a house, had their own home theater. And by theater, I mean, like, 16-seat, leather, back chair, home theater system with a giant screen the size of my house. And just, you know... That kind of rich people. I don't have anything to talk about with these people. Chris would tell me, be on your best behavior. Show them that we are cool because these are the people we want to be best friends with. (laughs) This is where we want to spend uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Right? This is where we want to hang out, okay? (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, they're all nice people. It was a very uh, nice party, catered party. It was great. I just... Don't know anybody, so I feel awkward the whole time, and I don't really have a lot of fun. Meanwhile, Daedra schmoozes with these people on a daily basis. See? Daedra's, Daedra held like $100,000 in her hands last week. And she just... This is... <laughs> in cash. 
See, that would be a trigger for me. Right. <laughs> I, I'd probably go to jail within my first couple months working there. Uh, let's play onion, not onion. <laughs> <sighs> I've got two headlines. One of them is real. One of them is fake. Mo's going to try and tell me which one's real, and you can play along at home. You ready for this? You kind of sounded like the guy on Price is Right. I'm just going to Which one? You. Drew Carey? No, not or Drew the Carey. The announcer dude. The announcer guy? Yeah. Come on down. Yeah, but when you try, you don't sound as much like him as when you know You know what? Just... Get out. <laughs> Which one of these headlines is real? Department of Interior to control rising mole population. Mole? By, mole. Okay. By offering free mallets in oh national parks. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> or... Russia's most modern robot discovered to just be a dude in a robot suit. Which one's real? Which one's fake? So I feel like with the mole one, there's a, a follow-up um, story about PETA just going nuts. Over. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm going to... And nobody likes Russia. So I'm going to go with, with <laughs> Russia. That's true. <laughs> <coughs> Nobody likes Russia. Nobody likes Russia. But the true story is... No, no I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Russia's <laughs> most modern robot discovered to just be a dude in a suit. A robot hailed as the most advanced created in Russia was actually just a man in a suit. The android, known as Boris, took to the stage at a Russia technology conference to delight the world with its entirely lifelike moving and dancing. It was so impressive that it appeared on Russian state television, celebrated as the most modern robot and produced by a team of students. Video of the event went around the world, showing him taking part in banter with people on stage and being led through a series of dances. Its success was used to encourage children to explore robotics, then as proof of a technological breakthrough. It was clear that the robot was uh, that if the robot was real, it would have been the, one of the most advanced examples of robotics in the world. Soon after the celebration, however, it became clear that it was so lifelike because it was literally alive, with a man standing inside its body, controlling its functions. Local. <laughs> Mo's shaking her head. Local reports straight away noted a variety of things wrong with the robot. It wasn't clear where the sensors that would allow it to take in the world where it was placed uh, wasn't, you know, yeah. they couldn't find any sensors on the face. It was only uh, a set of LED lights in the head rather than any visible camera or other sensors to allow it to understand its environment. It also appeared to have come entirely out of nowhere. The robot, the robots made by Boston Dynamics, often touted as a leading company in creating robots that move like humans, have taken years to develop even simple abilities, and their movements are far behind some of these shown during the demonstration. It's like, just suddenly we have this robot that can do all these amazing things. Its dancing seemed a little too human, too. Its movements were clumsy, like a person trying to dance while struggling with the weight of a robot suit. <laughs> Not a robot that had been taught to dance, as claimed. And perhaps most tellingly of all, the robot suit looked perfectly made to allow a man to fit inside of it. <laughs> Other real robots tend to have very slim limbs, but Boris's limbs seem to be well proportioned to allow a person's arms and legs to fit inside. And if that wasn't enough, 
Pictures soon emerged of the robot from a slightly different angle where clearly visible was the neck of whoever had been put inside. Oh, my word. (laughs) The Russia 24 video that shared the robot breakthrough with the world seemed to disappear soon after the robot was pointed out to not be a robot at all. You think? (laughs) Man. Oh, goodness. This just proves that Russia is not the best group of people. In the world. You better watch out. They'll hey, come get you. They'll, I'm watching. They'll sneak in through the Facebook and come get you. They'll do something, but <laughs> they won't do it with a robot. <laughs> it's Manic Monday. We're going to be playing in just a little bit more of the hard rock for you this morning. And when we come back, the gifts that keep on giving. Stick around. Welcome back to the second hour here on this Monday morning. Glad that you are with us. <laughs> I just started recording, so she had to stop talking about something else. Uh huh. And that's fine. <laughs> hey, Mo. Hey, Matt. Put that uh, gab to good use. Oh. Give us some five random facts. <laughs> rude. Rude, rude, rude. Uh. Okay, number one. According to a study, elephants can manipulate their breath and blow air through their trunks to help them grab food that is hard to reach. Wow. So they can, like, suction it in almost. Yeah. Huh. Or well, maybe blow it down. They're putting their gabs to good use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Chinese writing, there is no capital letter. There are no spaces between characters, and characters have ten strokes on average. Yeah, gosh. It's just... It's insane. Trying to learn the written language of Chinese would be so difficult. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. I'm any of the Asian yeah. languages written, that's okay. <laughs> you can keep that. I'm not trying to read that. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I mean to them it obviously makes sure. sense. But it's just so different. Because from it's, American. And they language. probably th- say the same thing about us. Yeah. And you know, any other language that uses letters and not symbols, because theirs are essentially tiny drawings. Right. And there, I remember seeing a uh, list of how so many of them are very similar. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like within the the thickness of of uh, certain lines. Or yeah. Like, I would never do that correctly. Yeah. I can't even write the English language the same twice in a row. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to, yeah, like you said, tiny drawings. You'd have to be really patient with... <laughs> yeah. Writing a letter would take all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are there keyboards like that then? I don't know how it works for them. I mean, obviously, they have to have some sort of of keyboard interface, but I don't know how it works. 
Huh. I bet it's on YouTube somewhere. We should look it up. We day. should look it up. Okay. Number three, all humans dream at night, except for people with certain extreme psychological disorders. If you think you don't dream, you're simply forgetting them. Yeah. I remember or reading. you have a psychological issue. <laughs> you have a psychological problem. <laughs> uh, I don't know which one you are, but no. uh, <laughs> I remember all my dreams, actually. I wake up the next morning and I'm like. You remember oh. every single dream every morning? Okay. For the most part, I really do. Really? Mm-hmm. It's more rare that I don't remember a dream. Really? Mm-hmm. So you have a movie going every night that yep. you remember. Yep. I can count. Within a year's time, I can usually count on two hands how many dreams I remember. Really? Now, I'll have like daydreams. Or not daydreams, I guess, but you know, like snoozing dreams uh-huh. during the day that I'll remember right away. Oh. Or like uh, typically whenever Deidre and I, almost every night actually, <laughs> that Deidre and I are in bed and we talk for a little while before uh-huh. going to bed, not just pass out, yeah. which is normal. Yeah. Um, usually when we're talking, I will start to fall asleep and dream elements into our conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then like I'll wake up and I'll go, oh goodness, mm-hmm. and she'll go. What did you dream? <laughs> so, an elephant just crawled in the bed with us. <laughs> you were fine with it. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> How is this not bothering you? <laughs> How is this okay? It's always something weird like that. <laughs> no, and my dreams are typically uh, in relation to either whatever I heard on the television last as I was falling asleep or something that happened that day, you know, something that... My mind worked right. around. The worst kind of dream is when you have been like working something repetitive all day, mm-hmm. and then you dream that you dream all that. night, mm-hmm. and then you just felt like you worked all night. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Got no. I used, I used to when sleep. I worked at Wienerschnitzel. That's what I used to dream. I used to dream working at Wienerschnitzel. I'm like, really? I don't want to be at Wienerschnitzel when I'm dreaming. Yeah. I want to be somewhere fun, and I want to be able to control the dream so I can fly. That's what I want. <laughs> Can you control your dreams usually when you're in them? No. No? Mm-mm. That's one thing that I I feel like whenever the dream is actually like a story situation, I feel like I usually can control them. At least to a degree. Really? Like I can make decisions. And I even remember like as a kid, I have one very vivid one. I remember still to this day, like the whole dream that was terrifying, but I could control my actions and my movements. And I forced myself awake. Like, I was like, all right, the only way to get out of this is to make myself wake up. Now, I can do that. Yeah? Yeah. Through a dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I remember, like, I, I, I squeezed my eyes closed really tight and then opened them as wide as I could. And I remember I could, like, half see my room and half see the dream. Yeah. And I was, like, blinking really fast. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And get out of slowly, it. Get out of it. Get out of it. I was just it. slowly waking up, slowly dissipating out of the dream world. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very strange. Makes you wonder, like, what, what the dream world really is. Right. Like, <laughs> are we going into the upside down? Like, is this an actual place that we're being teleported into when we sleep? No, I, if it's a really bad dream, then I can, I can't control what happens or how I act, but I, there's almost like that... I'm that voice inside my head that's like, this is just a dream. You're okay. Mm. You're, it's not real. It, <laughs> You're like your own mother. Yeah. Just, it's all right. It's all right. It's just a bad dream, mm-hmm. darling. And when it gets too bad, then I do that. All right, wake up. Wake up right now. Just wake up. 
you're being eaten alive, wake up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, the worst dream for me, Matt, is always when I go like on this amazing shopping spree and I have all these new clothes. (laughs) All these great things happen. Uh And I wake up the next morning and I'm like, crap, (laughs) why? (laughs) Why, why, why? There was something like that that happened recently where I had just an amazing dream. Yeah. And then I woke up like, oh, that stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk brain teasing me like this. Uh Life I could have. Yep. See what things could be like. (laughs) Oh, they're not. Yeah. Those are the worst. All right. Uh, Yawns are more contagious among people who have close relationships. Yep. I knew that. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm going to be like analyzing all my yawns <laughs> i'm gonna yawn and i'm gonna look around to see who Judging yawns after people, me like Why y'all yawning i thought we were friends <laughs> y'all obviously <laughs> don't like me the way that i like you fine <laughs> oh, noted no thing, christmas present for you <laughs> another thing you needed another <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what another i needed reason to be a, insecure about me. another reason to overanalyze something as if i don't do it enough okay and lastly if you go straight from work to school you can deduct that mileage from your taxes thanks to a law put in place this year in the u.s oh interesting that is interesting look that up if that's something that you do on the regular straight from work to school but not school to work uh i don't know i don't know man We'll have to see. Uh, we got an artist update. Crowder says there's so many mysteries to think about at 2 a.m. in bed, wide awake. He posted one. Why is it so much easier to fall asleep on the couch unintentionally than it is to fall asleep in bed intentionally? So, not last night, but the night before, my son or my uh, mother-in-law gave my little boy root beer he doesn't drink soda uh ever so he was gassy as all heck Aww. for bedtime and he was up every couple hours all night long which meant that Deidre and i were up every couple hours all night long plus an extra half hour to make sure he was asleep each of those times does that happen to you or Deidre when you drink soda uh, no, but... Because I feel like that's uncommon. Well, I don't think it's uncommon for people that don't drink soda. Okay. Like, you know, I've regularly had soda my whole life, even the diet soda now. Uh, Daedra has it at least a few times a week. Yeah. Um, But he's just not, he's not used to gas at all. Yeah. And so, Yeah. Um, so we didn't get much sleep at all Friday into Saturday, which is, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Thursday into Friday. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And so Friday is typically when I'm writing the scripts for these shows, mm-hmm. getting everything lined up of what we're going to talk about. And I just could not stay awake. I kept finding myself waking up out of nowhere, not realizing I was falling asleep all day while I'm watching kids and everything just well, I was asleep. I hope they didn't get in any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, currently, when we go to bed, you used to be able to just conk right out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having to stay up for like another half an hour because I can't 
go to sleep when I want to. Yeah. And I don't understand why our bodies are like that. It's like telling us, yep, we're ready. Hey, we're ready. Stop doing what you're doing. We're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, fine. Get in bed. Get all comfortable. Hey, do you remember that thing we were thinking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to overanalyze that right now. And then we can go to sleep. <laughs> well, I just hate too. overanalyzing. <laughs> I really do. But there's like no way out of it for me. Uh, or even the obscure things. Like there was a there was a comic strip that was posted in Back Row Baptist Church a few weeks ago where the brain is talking to the person trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And they're all, uh, you trying to go to sleep? Yes, so please be quiet. I just have one question. No, be quiet. Will we poop in heaven? Wide-eyed, open awake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Are there toilets? Do they have plumbing in heaven? See, that's when I stick it to my brain and I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the joys I will discover when heaven rolls around. Right. I don't need to know that now. Leave me alone. (laughs) All right. So we've got uh, a list, a top list for you. A top list. Of uh, Christmas gifts that keep on giving. This is exciting. This comes from lightworkers.com, if it will open up for me. And uh, yeah, we got you know, we got some time. It's only the 17th. You still got about a week till Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, get out there. If you haven't bought it yet, let's go. Uh, but no, this is these are actually different different takes on things that you can give that aren't a traditional gift. So one of them would be taking a loved one on a trip. You know, having an experience instead of a, mm-hmm. a gift itself, which I know y'all have done with your kids before, mm-hmm. taking them on an experience, usually mm-hmm. the day after Christmas or the day on Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <coughs> which I think is cool because those are, you know, those are memories that they'll get to keep. Yeah. We love doing that. If we hadn't spent 19 hours in a car over Thanksgiving... Plus, well, it was 19 hours one way. So what's 19 times two? Uh, A lot. Okay. And then all the driving in between. (laughs) We hadn't spent all that time in the car over Thanksgiving. We'd be going somewhere again. But I just don't want to get back in my car for a long period of time. (laughs) You know, I'd like to never drive again for, well, I mean, at least a year or two. I'm good with it. But Uh, (laughs) I think that's the best way to do Christmas for kids. Yeah. Um. The next option is uh, write a letter of appreciation, and instead of just mailing it, frame it and give Aww. it to them. Yeah, I like but that then, idea. But then your words are going to be on somebody's wall for like everybody to see. Yeah, so you need to make sure you, you spell things correctly <laughs> and your grammar's Please. on point. Please. <laughs> Nothing would be worse than a poorly written, terrible spelling Awful handwriting letter framed that this person now feels like they have to hang on their wall for the rest of their life. <laughs> oh, yeah. this is so lovely. Let's hang it in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> or in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, make a family recipe book. I've heard of families doing this. Yeah, it just takes too much work. Does it take a lot of work? Like, you gotta. I feel like I could handle it. Like you the design probably could, aspect of it. Yep. Yeah. You probably could handle it and you could knock it out super quick 
Which reminds me, I forgot to bring the thing that I was supposed to bring for you today. Uh oh. <laughs> um, dun, dun. But you, yeah, it would be super easy for you. But for someone like me who's not quite computer savvy, but has like <laughs> this image of what it should look like. Right. But I would have to be. But you know, you'd never be able to get yeah. to that point. Yeah. It would just Matt would be doing our family <laughs> recipe book for us. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what life is like when you know even a little bit of graphic design. Everybody needs a favor. <laughs> Listen, here's the beauty. Topher informed yeah. us this last week that he's going to go to college for graphic design. Yeah. So, so you got it in the eventually, bag. I won't need you anymore. <laughs> uh, we got uh, a. <laughs> this is a. This is an odd one. Adopt an elephant. I'm going to read you what they wrote here. Uh, this says, last year I adopted an orphaned elephant that was born the same year as my godson. The thought being that they could grow up together and one day I will bring my little guy to meet his elephant uh, brother, quote unquote. I did the adoption through the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust in Nairobi, Kenya. What is really special about this gift is that every month the elephant's keeper sends out highlights from the previous month. For that elephant. This one's weird. I think it's a scam. <laughs> They're just making it up, sending you like, different pictures here's of the elephants. Thing. Both of our families should adopt an elephant and then each month we'll get together and review and see if the letters. The same stories. Because I bet that's what it is. <laughs> You're so jaded mo i you know there's just, just some things there's some things that you just can't pull the wool over my eyes for oh <laughs> uh, some other ideas that they have listed here is uh helps help someone face their fear of heights oh no nope. take them to nope. do a tandem skydive no or trapeze experience no nope. <laughs> no 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 if there no. is one thing no <laughs> there's one thing i will never do it's skydive. Yeah. I'm Matt, I'm like I'm physically getting anxious right now just thinking about it. Even even well, the tandem I've got, one. I've got where, goosebumps. <laughs> like mm-mm. Even no. the tandem one where you're strapped to a professional who you know has done this thousands and thousands of times. No. There's no way. <laughs> no. There's no way I will ever No. Yeah. <laughs> This will be the one time that all the parachutes fail. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. I'll come unbuckled to my tandem instructor and I'll be like, sorry, bro. <laughs> you don't have a shoot or nothing. Didn't think this was going to happen, but. This has never happened before. <laughs> yeah. I. Mm-mm. Chris has. We'll give you a refund. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have life insurance. <laughs> Thank you. That was my greatest concern at this moment. <laughs> How this is not what I paid for. <laughs> uh, Splat. Yeah, right. Dead. <laughs> Chris has skydived. Really? And, uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yep. When we were in Italy, he and a group of guys went and skydived. Didn't and... even do it in America? Uh-uh. <gasps> I know. But he said it was the coolest experience ever. He'll never do it again. <laughs> but if I fear, like genuinely fear, uh, yeah. that if he hears this idea as a gift, <laughs> he'll be all over it. And I'm 
Mm-mm. No, it's not happening. No. You will see me throw the biggest temper tantrum in the world. <laughs> you can't make me go. I'm not you'll, doing it. You'll be up on the plane. I will take this plane down before I jump out of <laughs> right? it. Right? <laughs> you all want to die? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna happen these are the options either i stay on this plane or we all die <laughs> yep totally <laughs> that exactly 100 percent. your fear is like of being an actor is finding out that you're not that good of an actor because you can't control your face when you're eating certain things my fear is that they're gonna make me jump out of a plane well that's one of my fears too never never <laughs> never uh, do you know what though because as i say never 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 i feel like good job you've just set yourself up for one day skydiving <laughs> there's gonna now come a gonna time happen. yeah your kids are gonna want you to do it with them or something along those lines and you're gonna have to be like fine <clears throat> i feel like i would be exactly like chris though with the reaction of if i survived it it would, be the, coo- it it would be the coolest yeah. thing ever but once is enough. Yeah. You don't play with death like that. <laughs> Look, we rolled the dice. I made it out alive. I'm uh, not going to tempt fate again. Yep. Oh, goodness. All right. A couple other ideas. Uh, make dinner for your siblings of foods that they love. Yeah. Uh, throw a because we love you gathering, which is where you kind of uh, overwhelm a single person. With a group of people telling them why they love you. It's like an intervention, except you're not trying to get them to stop doing anything. It's all the best parts of an intervention. It's a a birthday party, essentially. Yeah, maybe. Well, you can be part of the gift. But everybody has to say, though, things like why they love you in public in front of everybody. Can't just put it in a card and toss it at them. Listen. Regardless of how much these people loved me, I don't think anyone could get them to come to a Because I Love You party (laughs) with the understanding that you're going to have to stand in front of everybody and tell Mo why she's great. They'd be like, that's okay. I'll tell her in private. Well, mostly because no matter what I say, she's going to think I'm lying or not saying enough, making it up. If I went to one of those parties, I would want to be the first one to speak. So that I could get out my reason before everybody else said their reasons. Because, like, if you say the same thing to Chris, hopefully you wouldn't say the same thing to Chris that I would say to Chris. (laughs) But if you did, I'd be like, that was my reason. Now I don't have another one. What am I going to do? But hold on. But if you go first... Then you're going to be comparing yourself to every other one that comes along going, man, I should have said something like that. Or, man, they really went all out on how much they love Chris. And now I feel like a bad wife because I didn't even, I don't even think I said I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You know me very well. (laughs) I would be analyzing the entire time. You would need to come in with the understanding. I get to go first and last. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say all the things I want to say before anybody else can. And then when all y'all are done, I'm going to come back and say stuff even better than what you said. Exactly. (laughs) It might seem repetitive as to what you said, but I promise it's slightly different. (laughs) Yep. Oh, and lastly, and you might, this would be a, a true test of friends for you, Mo. Oh, Lordy. Clean out a friend's garage. 
Someone would really have to love you. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, you're, you're the one that talked about how gross your garage is. Not anymore. No? Did you get it all cleaned up? Nope. I didn't. <laughs> Who did? Kenneth Betts. Oh. Made some money. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He called, he contacted us too. He hung our Christmas lights and cleaned out our garage. Good. Right? I asked Chris, I was like, is there anything we can do for him? Because we love them. We yeah. love those kids. Yeah. They're really good kids. Is there anything we can do for him? Chris is like, heck yeah. Tell him hang our Christmas lights and clean out our garage and we'll give him the money he needs. And we're like, Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Two I days said, of work and he's done. I was sitting there thinking, gosh, I literally don't have any actual chores. I could tell him to come clean my bathroom, but gosh, that would be really awkward. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, someone else was able to give him some uh, money-making activities. Anytime we need anything <laughs> else done, I'm calling him. Cause, and he is a hard worker. He's a oh, good yeah. kid and a no, hard that worker. Dude, that dude gets it. Yep. He goes and gets it. And now my garage is clean. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's Manic Monday, everybody. We're playing a little bit more of the hard rock this morning. Get you going on this Monday. When we come back, baby, it's inappropriate outside. Uh. Stick around. Thank you for joining us here on The Back Row with Matt and Mo. In the studio. I don't think we've actually said the name of the show in a while. Wow. I feel like, it's been, a while. Yeah, I feel like we've been right. around. People should just know. This we're is saying, like our, you know, we're in the like the middle of the 50 episode range. Really? Or it might be almost at the 60 episodes, yeah. Since we started in August. So this is like a real thing. Yeah. Like, this has been going on. And yet, I'm still not getting paid. <laughs> Here's the news. <laughs> Mo's uh, bank account is depleted. Uh, Secret Santa pays off $430,000 worth of layaway items at a Walmart. So cool. Uh, Christmas came early for hundreds of families, thanks to not-so-Secret Santa. I was going to say, why is his Tyler, name even revealed? Dang. Tyler Perry. Uh, earlier this week, the actor and filmmaker paid for all of the layaway items at two Walmarts in his home city of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, between the two stores, Perry ended up paying $432,635 worth of layaways. All the shoppers had to do was come in and pay the final penny on their item, and they would be able to pick it up and take it home. That is so cool. Yeah. That, good for Tyler Perry. <laughs> and listen here. All celebrities. <laughs> like I got five things on layaway. <laughs> Help a mother out. Yeah. All it would take, though. I mean, when you think about it, that is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a drop in the bucket for him, money-wise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, that's my thought. If more of them came together, you know, he wouldn't have to do two Walmarts. <laughs> you know? But if more of them came together and said, you know what? We're going to do this as a thing. You imagine how how it would be 
it would be a human event if a bunch of the more well-off folks got together with just one year and decided to hit every Walmart and cover layaway at every Walmart in America. I feel like that is Do you Santa imagine, Claus in right? itself. Can you imagine the the joy and camaraderie that would wave over America, even if only for a week? You know, it's so true. It would be such an amazing humanity humanity event. It, you know, I agree <laughs> because well, except for the people who don't shop at Walmart and have nothing on layaway, then we'd be like, sure. Dang, we missed our chance. Yeah. But, <laughs> but for the majority. The, the overwhelming, I mean, I'm, I didn't have anything in layaway in Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia but yeah. I'm smiling That's at true. what happened here. That's true. It's cool. But the celebrities are going to feel good because, you know, there is no good deed because a good deed is supposed to be something that's selfless. Right. But even good deeds make you feel good about yourself. Sure. So therefore, it's not technically self- selfless. <laughs> but anyway. Get all, all, into all that weird <laughs> Well, that's that's a friends reference, Psych- by psychology. the way. That was Phoebe psychology. Yeah. Well, that's that's her character. Um but like all the celebrities would feel so good, you know, coming together, doing mm-hmm. this good deed, having time together, and then it's going to be a domino effect. All the people that their layaway is paid off, then they're all going to feel good. And then all their kids are going to feel mm-hmm. good. You know? And it, <laughs> Come on, guys. I if think, I had significant amount of money, that would be me. <laughs> I would be that person. I think it was a Sinbad joke where he talked about how his mom would trick him. He'd say he wants something that was expensive. And she said, okay, yeah, we'll get it. We'll put it on layaway. Back when layaway was all year in Walmart. Really? It's not a year anymore? Oh no, they only do it during Christmas time now. Oh. I think they start I think they start in October and then they they wrap it up in January. Um but yeah, it used to be all the time. And she said, Yeah, we put on layaway. She pay a dollar a month. I would get my game system when I was forty seven years old. <laughs> uh, that's <coughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I bet there are a lot of folks that are like that. Yeah, there's, I'm sure. There's a lot of... I, I don't remember the statistic, uh, and it's probably out of date by now, but I do remember seeing a statistic of uh, how many layaway items eventually just, well, either never get paid off or just get put back. Oh, yeah. Because the time expires or whatever. I think you have to pay something on it every 30 days or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a large number. And so I always track that up as to a, you know a perception problem of... How much money you're going to have, but I wonder how many of it is just to placate children that won't let up. I want this. I want this. I want this. All right, we'll, okay, put, it fine, we'll put it on layaway. Okay, fine. We'll put it on layaway. And hopefully you'll forget about it in two months. Right. <laughs> uh, huh. All right. Next, stuntman balances chair on tightrope for eight and a half hours. Uh, high wire stuntman spent eight hours sitting in a chair balanced on a tightrope in Switzerland to set a new. Guinness World Record. Guinness confirmed Freddie Nock earned the record for longest duration chair balancing on a tightrope when he balanced in a seat for 8 hours, 30 minutes, and 55 seconds at the Mall of Switzerland in Ebicon. Uh, Nock was seen eating and even scooting the chair 98 feet across the tightrope during his attempt. That's just that's just getting cocky. No, thank you. Right there. <laughs> No, thank you. 
Balancing is a little boring up here. I'm going to scoot 90 feet, 98 feet over and grab a sandwich. <laughs> See, and this tells me just how bad my anxiety has gotten over yeah. the last year. Because just reading that, I know I wouldn't be able to stand there and watch it. Like, I couldn't be you in person watch to watch it. Did you watch the Skywire dude several years ago? No. Going over the Grand Canyon or whatever nope. it was? I don't remember what it was. Nope. I think it was the Grand Canyon. Maybe anxiety has know. always been a thing for me, and I am just now realizing that it's like what it is. Nope, uh, can't do it. Sorry for you. All right. Well, <clears throat> topic warning: uh, we will be discussing the controversy over the song "Baby It's Cold Outside" and whether or not the song is about abuse. This could possibly get a little heavy for younger ears or use words that. You might not feel ready to explain to your children uh, on December 17th in the morning. So uh, you can, you can, I give you permission to turn us down, not off, just down until you hear music again. Right. <laughs> but uh, the big problem that's been coming along in this uh, PC culture this year is baby, it's cold outside. Is that song about rape? <sighs> uh, fun fact. This is not a new problem with this song. Oh. Uh, this is, in fact, a festive holiday tradition. Uh, it seems to have come to a fever pitch this year, maybe, to where it's a little more widespread because we were having it being pulled off radio stations. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's just that we're hearing about them all a lot more. Uh, but actually, this has uh, caused quite a few problems for many years, even way back to when it was first created. Uh, it was it was written back in 1944 uh, by, where is it at? Oh, I can't find his full name. Where is it at? Frank, there we go. Frank, uh, Frank Losser, Loesser, Loesser, L-O-E-S-S-E-R. Loesser? Lozier? Lozier, maybe. Frank, <laughs> yeah, originally wrote Baby It's Cold Outside in 1944 as a playful call and response to it for him and his wife to perform at their own housewarming parties uh, while their guests were preparing to bid them goodnight. So it was like the finale of their Christmas parties is that they would sing the song for them. Before they left. Yeah. Kind of makes your Christmas party seem like garbage, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> when have you and Chris ever serenaded your friends as we uh, prepare to leave? You'd never come back. <laughs> um, 1948, the song was recorded for the musical Neptune's Daughter. Uh, in the score, the male and female parts were labeled the wolf and the mouse, respectively. Uh, the premise is that the wolf and the mouse have gone on a date, and after having a nightcap back at his house, she's making her excuses to leave while he's urging her to stay. <coughs> so, <laughs> for much of the duet's history, the only controversy was whether it was fair to call it a Christmas song, uh, considering the lyrics don't really have anything to do with the holidays, uh, just kind of talks about it being cold. And Does it even mention snow? Does this it says say snow out there? I'm trying to run through the lyrics in my head, but I, <laughs> I don't like think it that snow, it does. But doesn't that? I've you always would? considered it was snow, but maybe, maybe not. 
Um, I don't think that it does actually. Hold on, go. I'm I'm gonna Google it Google so it. you keep talking. All right. Uh, and yeah, a, a search for it in the uh, archives of newspapers and whatnot reveals that it's usually about. Uh, you know, that's usually the controversy. Is it a Christmas song? Um, but <clears throat> in the 2000, well, December 20th, 2004 was when we first had a real uh, bid of people thinking that it's an ode to statutory rape. Uh, this started in a kind of tongue in cheek article uh, that ended with saying, in sum, the man gets the girl drunk amid her pro- uh, protesting so he can take advantage of her. Uh, this was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. It was supposed to be a throwaway joke. It wasn't supposed to be uh, taken seriously because this was at a time when the political correctness thing was just starting to really roll out mm-hmm. as a mainstream idea. So this was supposed to be poking fun at that. However, it had the opposite effect in that people took it seriously and it became a rallying cry for many years. So in 2005, we had another one that did the exact same thing where they ended their tongue-in-cheek article demanding that all radio stations and malls stop playing this song. And again, ironically, the joke was taken seriously and there was a huge charge that was taking up after it of, yes, this is a a, uh, warm embrace of semi-consensual date rape that we need to stop uh, celebrating. Then let's see. Yeah, every, it seems like every couple of years something has come up. I'm trying to skim through a very long article about it here <coughs> from Rolling Stone. Um, all right, here we go. The baby it's cold outside controversy really took off in 2007, uh, which was 11 years ago now. Uh, thanks to the emergence of social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, which revolutionized content distribution on a mass scale, uh, in December of that year, the popular humor website Funny or Die released a parody video that went viral for its dark reimagining of the song's lyrics, including a scene where the creepy dude drags his terrified-looking date back to his bedroom. Uh, the popularity of that video led to more serious analysis of the song's lyrical content by feminist writers, Most of these earnest uh, parsings concluded that the song was basically a celebration of boundary-crossing sexual coercion, and there was the occasional unexpected counterpoint. Uh, But in... Let's go. In Persephone... Persephone. I can't say it. Persephone. That's what it is. <laughs> Persephone magazine article from 2010. Blogger Slay Bell argues that the song is actually about the desires even good girls have and that the mouse's internal struggle over whether she should push the boundaries of acceptability and stay the night. Uh, her bow in the uh, in his repeated, repeated refrain is offering her the excuses she needs to stay without guilt, she wrote. So it was more of a, uh, almost like, like, I know you want to stay uh and I want to let you know it's okay, Mm -hmm. which from a Christian standpoint is not, (laughs) not really much better, but, uh, it's definitely better than date rape. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see here. So one, one of the things that's frequently quoted in this song is the, uh, what's in this drink thing. Mm 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because some people refer to it as, you know, did he slip her a Mickey kind of situation? Yeah. With the, with the, uh, yeah, uncomfortableness of that. Uh, a lot of it say it's just simply uh, she didn't know there was going to be alcohol in the drink situation. Um, <clears throat> but actually, uh, back when this was written, mm-hmm. that phrase kind of meant the opposite. Uh, it was a stock joke at the time where the punchline was invariably that there was actually pretty much nothing in the drink, mm-hmm. not even a significant amount of alcohol. And so it was more like she was asking, why isn't there more alcohol in this? Yeah. So I would uh, maybe be a little more willing to ignore my... Voice inside Yeah, the head. voice of reason to yeah. leave. <laughs> um, so anyway, what are your thoughts on this thing? Um, As radio stations still continue to take it off the air. I honestly think that it is... <clears throat> So I can see it from both standpoints, yeah. obviously. I think that there's a valid, uh, I think that there's an argument. I'm not going to say that it's valid, but I think that there's an <laughs> argument there. Rude. Um, But here's the thing, and this, and this isn't just for this song, but it is for anything in general. Anything that you may find offensive, let's not just say, you know what, I'm offended by that and I'm going to run with it. How about let's say, you know what? I don't feel terribly good about that. Let me research it and look into it. Because when you take the context of when this song was written, mm-hmm. which was in the 40s, and it was known as the flirty 40s back then, mm-hmm. you know, when you take into context that time frame, you take into context exactly like what you were saying with the drink, you know, the way that they talked, the way that they acted with each other, this is incredibly fitting to that decade. Yeah. Um, and kind of how two people would have interacted with each other. You know, it it was not okay to stay the night at someone's house of the opposite sex who you're not married to. Mm-hmm. But she's having that internal struggle with, oh, but I want to, but I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, what, my mom what, is going to be yeah. waiting. My what dad's will my relatives be... think? Yeah. What, 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 what are what the, will the neighbors, neighbors say? Gonna... <laughs> exactly. Whereas, and I can see the argument, um, you know, that the the female is wanting to do this. She's got that good girl, bad girl battle going on. Yeah. And the guy is like, it's all right. You know, we'll handle all of those other things later. My door is open. Obviously, it's not a Christian song. Right. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not condoning the song. It's hard to defend the song. Exactly. (laughs) At all. But But at the same time, I think we have just created a culture. You know, we say the flirty 40s. It's going to be like our generation, this generation is the offendables. Like (laughs) We get offended over everything. Everything. And instead of we are the ignorant offendables, because instead of doing research and figuring it out and trying to come up with a devil's advocate argument, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing both sides of the coin, we just run with our offense. And I just think that's where and what really, really, really bugs me, what really bugs me is now that, you know, Mr. What was his name? Frank. 
Lozier. Lozier, yeah. Now that he is no longer with us and cannot give us a valid, like, answer, this is what I meant when I wrote the song, this is where I was coming from, mm-hmm. now we're going to start pulling it off of radio <laughs> stations. Now, you know, now that he doesn't have the opportunity to defend his song or defend what the lyrics really meant. Yeah. You know, he's having to, we're having to take the word of his daughter who has come to his defense. But even right, then yeah. it's like, well, you're just the daughter. And yeah, and you, she's getting you backlash. You have to say this. You're making money off of this. Yeah, probably. and she's getting backlash. Oh, so you're an advocate for statutory <coughs> rape? Right. No. Yeah. No, that's not it at all. So I don't know. I just find it. I would like to say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> I was surprised last week when we talked about how Rudolph is offensive to people. Yeah. Um. Because that argument was a little harder to see and understand. <laughs> right? That's what the show's about. Yeah. It's about overcoming these things. Did you not watch it through <laughs> to the end? But, and at the same time, I feel like if you listen to the tone of the song, okay, and you listen to the flirtiness between mm-hmm. the man and the woman, and there have been many renditions of the song, multiple people have, you know... My wife and I have even recorded a version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you listen to it, it's flirty. It's fun. It's, you know what I mean? It's two people who obviously have an attraction to each other trying to debate whether or not their relationship and what they're going to do that night is okay. It's not (laughs) as if the woman's like, I am not attracted to you at all. Why are you even talking to me? You met me online. You have stalked me through my window. You are looking at me through the door of my house. Like, I ought to say no, no, no. So have you seen the the, uh, politically correct... Uh, update to the song parody by the uh, the Holderness, the Holderness family. family. Yes, yeah. I have. I think they are phenomenal. They are so. one of my favorite. And he's like, "There's nothing in that drink. <laughs> nothing." We're gonna we're gonna play that for you right now. Oh, it's so. This good. is the uh, baby. Just go outside <laughs> version. <laughs> I really can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood. No means no. This evening has been. Super appropriate, but I do understand consent. Definitely text her right now. Here's the code, and there is the door. I am gonna stand over here. You are in control of this thing. Invite them over if you like. Say what's in this drink? Um, nothing but Sprite. I wish I knew how. Just walk right out the door. I do know how to spell harassment. I hear you loud and clear. I'm trying super hard. Please just go out, baby. Just go outside. I 
simply must go. Uber is right outside. The answer is no. Seriously, right outside. The welcome has been. I'll walk you to so the curb. Nice and warm. But totally consensual. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Hopefully not about At least us. There will be plenty implied. Please do not imply anything. I really can't stay. Baby, just go out. Baby, Baby just go. Babies go outside. So there you go. That's uh, that's the 20, 2018 version. Of 2018 Baby. version of Baby. It's cold, it's cold outside. outside. Baby, just go outside. Yep. Uh, it's it's absolutely all right. I've got other things to do. Do you know though what's going to end up happening? And I feel like if that was the premise of the song, if that's how it came across. Somebody would be offended that this woman is making advances at a man and the man is like, nope, too good for you. Nope, ain't got time for that. Nope, you know, and there's... Quit body shaming us. Exactly. By not flirting with us. What, was she too curvy? Like, I... There's going to be an argument for everything. That's, That's not typically the argument right now. You know what the argument is right now with that? What? It's that... They're too men thin. Are, no, men oh. are too good to uh, flirt with or date transgender women. They're legitimate women now. <laughs> and so it's sexist of us to not <laughs> want to date <laughs> Moses just looking down at the <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I can't right now. That's the current thing. Have you not heard that yet? Because I can't stop hearing it and nearly rolling my eyes so far back that they snap out of my head and roll onto the floor. You know, just like some women don't like blondes, <laughs> some or some women, some men don't like blondes, some men don't like brunettes, some men don't like redheads, some men don't like their women with an Adam's apple. <laughs> Actually, all women have Adam's apples. You can't see it! Right, but they have them. <laughs> It's mostly men don't like their women to have man parts. Listen, I was just... <laughs> you could have laughed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm one of those... He's um, offended. Actually, I'm one of those um actually nerds. Um, actually. Um, actually. Everybody has an Adam's apple. Uh, it's not as pronounced uh, on women. Shut up. <laughs> I'm Matt, sorry. I'm a ruiner. Matt got offended. I'm a ruiner. He's much more of a millennial than he thinks he is. He's right. easily offended. Hey, Mo, it's your favorite time of the week or day. I forgot we do it every day. It is my favorite time of the day. You've seriously got to like switch it up and put it at a different part of the show. Why? Because I come out of whatever our topic is, and it's usually something that makes me like hate the world that but we're living in. But that's why we put it at the end, because it makes us... And on a better note, a happy note, usually. Yeah, but I can't answer it happily because <laughs> I'm frustrated and disappointed in society. At the world. <laughs> As a whole. You all frustrate me and disappoint me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Ask us anything. Uh, all right. Uh, today's question, what did you think was going to be amazing but turned out to be horrible? All right, so I have the perfect Adulthood. story for this. <laughs> <laughs> Everything since turning 18. Right. Thought it was going to be great. Thought I could do whatever I wanted. But all downhill. It turns no out uphills. life sucks as an adult. <laughs> no, I have the perfect story for this. 
Okay, go for uh, it. We were at, I believe it was, what do they call that? Uh, it was a concert that Massive Radio out of Albuquerque would always put on every year. Was it Festival Con Dios or was it Freedom no Fest? One or the other. Anyway, we went to this in the youth group. Uh, big concert, lots of bands, Justified, Super Chick, Slides Alter Ego. A bunch of people were there. It was really good. Um, but it was at an amusement park. It was at Cliff's Amusement Park in Albuquerque. And they were opening, on the day they were there, they were opening a brand new roller coaster. And they had given out uh, raffle tickets to everybody coming in. And they were having the grand opening that afternoon. And they were going to draw the numbers from the raffle tickets to see who got to ride on the inaugural ride with the mayor of Albuquerque and a whole bunch of other local celebrities. Yeah. And so it was Daedra's younger brother, Brian, uh, won, but he didn't want to ride it. Uh, he was a little afraid of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he gave it to me. I'm like, dope. I would love to ride a roller coaster. So I get on this thing. I'm a big dude and I always have been. I was big then. But at the time I fat, not fat. I fat on most. (laughs) I fit in most roller coasters (laughs) despite my fatness. Um, we get in this thing and they... They, it's it's a typical, you know, like wooden roller coaster type thing. It's not mm-hmm. going to loop or anything. So we get in the cart and they put the, push the uh, bar down. Mm-hmm. Well, that bar, they decide to have the connecting bar to the floor right in between your legs of each person sitting mm-hmm. there. Well, they pushed it too far on me. And that bar was on me. It was right in the tenders area. <laughs> now it was fine. Until the ride started. Uh-huh. At that point, I was dying. Well, you're moving and slamming right. and yeah. banging back and uh-huh. forth. And it's just <laughs> causing all kinds of problems. Yep. <clears throat> so I am writhing in pain this entire time. Everyone's screaming, laughing, arms up in the air. And was like, oh, gosh, it's got to stop. Oh, we got to get to the end. We got to get to the end. Get to the end. What's well, the inaugural ride? They're not going to stop it just going through it once. So they go through it a second time. Don't let any of us off. <laughs> and didn't even, you know, they didn't even stop it. They're just like, we're going to go again. Yeah, we're just going to go. So I just, yeah. At first, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And the entire time, I'm just like, this is the worst 10 minutes of my life. <laughs> so I got off and promptly collapsed on the floor. <laughs> Or the ground up there for a while. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that. Yep. You know, and I've gotten on roller coasters and I've thought it would suck to be a man yeah. on a roller coaster. <laughs> like, this is slightly uncomfortable for me. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, nope, I'm yep. good. And there was, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't shift one way or the other to try and, yeah. there was nothing. I yeah. couldn't block it. I was just stuck in this miserable, so situation. lesson learned when you go to an amusement park, wear a cup. Wear a cup. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's just smart. It might make noise. Going around. Ding, 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 ding. No, you just look around at everybody else like, what is, is there, that? There's Do a you loose hear bolt that? or something going on somewhere. <laughs> no, that's a good way to ruin everybody's time. There's a loose bolt. <laughs> Have you seen those videos of the, uh, usually it's a state fair thing where you get in this little dual seat thing and it shoots you slingshots you up into the air 
and there's videos of as the guys are counting down, one of the guys throws like a big bolt down on the floor and then reaches down to pick it up right in the view of their face as they say one and shoot off. And you get to see their faces going, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) oh no. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's That's, the way to do it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I got to tell you, Matt, I really don't have a good, good answer to this question. I think it's because like, I guess bad things like that i try to just block out of my head and forget that they ever happened i mean initially i'm like adulthood parenthood have kids they say it'll be fun they say um (laughs) they never tell you how bad it truly gets um but i think so i don't have a story nearly as good as what yours is but this past week we went to zoo lights here in our yeah, tiny yeah. little zoo. And it's really not tiny. Yeah, our zoo is very big for yeah. our town. Hey, it's the second largest zoo in New Mexico. Yeah, and yep. we are not anywhere near the second largest town in New Mexico. Very true. Um, so we went every year. They put Christmas lights all throughout the zoo. And it's one of my favorite things to do. And it gets a little better every year, too. Yep. It's just so pretty. Actually, the first year that we were here was their first year hmm. that they had done it. So every year, you know, because we were here for the first year and we're still here. So every year it's like we're going again. Yeah. You know, Um, get there. We're we went with a couple of our friends. So we're actually the first ones there. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. See, it started out good. (laughs) Um, And we're waiting in the car and I tell the kids, guys, listen, it's dark. There are going to be all kinds of people. Don't go running off. You know, because when we go to the zoo during the day, we let them run. Right. You know, it's a big enough zoo to where they can run, but it's still small enough to where I can't yell for them and they can't hear me. Right. You know, but it's dark and it's only lit by Christmas lights Mm -hmm. and there are going to be lots of people. And just for my sanity, don't run off. Okay. Not a big deal. (laughs) What do you think happens? (laughs) We get in the zoo and just one of my children decides to run off. And I tell him, what did I say? Let's not run off. Please stick with me. I'm just slightly freaking out. That's all. You know, trying to be really honest with my kids about my anxiety. (laughs) I'm terrified I'm going to lose you. I kind of like you. (laughs) I just don't. I don't want to lose you. Whether or not I like you, though, I put a lot of money into you. I'd like to keep you around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the he, payoff. <laughs> he's not even the one that we put a lot of money into. <laughs> he doesn't have braces yet. Um, but he just kept running off. And I finally, like, Chris finally pulls him to him. And Chris and Cannon have this, like. Oil and water thing. Yes. <laughs> so Chris pulls him into him and is talking to him right in his ear, you know, so no one else can hear, but so that Cannon can hear. And immediately it's tears like you would think that i had a two-year-old and he's just snot flying tears going everywhere and i'm like what what the crud is going on why can't we just have a fun afternoon Mm -hmm. a fun evening without something happening so i was done i said that's it give me the keys i'm going back to the car you're going with me you've ruined it i'm over it your time is done Dad and brother and sister can enjoy the rest of the time. You and I are done. 
my emotions were at that point through the roof. Yeah. I was not going to have fun anymore anyway. He is a crying mess, slamming his foot down and get to the car. Finally, you know, I calm down enough to try and talk him out and talk him through it. And why were you acting like this? What's the deal? What's going on? What are you feeling? No real good answer. So I go into this thing. One of my favorite things to do at Christmas, go to Zoo Lights. I'm so excited. I had kept it a secret from him all week, knowing that we were going to go. Kept it a secret up until we get there. They're all excited. We're not even in there for 10 minutes until... Have kids, they say. <laughs> It'll be fun, they say. Yeah, I feel like Eli's going to be that way for me, too. <clears throat> and I was telling Chris, I said, I wanted to do the whole, we're going to the car. This is it. You've done it this time. And we're walking, and then we get to the end, and I'm like, all right, now can you listen? Can you behave? And turn around and go back. But I've done that one too many times over the 11 years in this kid's life that I was like, no, you got to see it through. Yeah. You gotta, you're sorry. You just gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. And for the last three days, all I've been thinking is, I want to go back to Zoo Lights. But they only do it for four days out mm-hmm. of the entire Christmas season. See, that's why I like Abergree, uh, which is the home of the largest zoo. Uh-huh. They do their, I guess it's not the zoo that they do that. They do it at the Botanical Gardens, but it's part of their biopark, quote unquote. Yeah. Which the zoo's a part of, um, where they have the, River of Lights. Yeah, that's what they call it. Have you been to that? No. You still haven't gone to that? Yeah. I mean, we've gone to the Botanical but Gardens, but not at Christmas. you haven't gone to the River of Lights? No. See, that's what you need. Gosh. So is it... Before you go, before y'all move away back to the other side of the country... Yeah. Go to Albuquerque at Christmas time and do the River of Lights. We're taking y'all with us. I don't know why. Sure, yeah, Every time you say, like, <laughs> before y'all move, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Listen. We're going to convince you to come live in the... South. Is that what it is? This is still the South? It's, yeah. What's considered the South? Yeah. Um, We've convinced the Smiths, pretty much. We've convinced our friends, the Nelsons, (laughs) to retire in Tennessee. We've convinced Sippy and Samantha to go to the East. They're not going to Tennessee, but they're going to the East (laughs) at some point. Like, all of our favorite people just need to come with us. I wouldn't mind living uh, living near Nashville, I don't think. Yeah. I think it would be cool to be surrounded by all the different, you know, music history yeah. things, you know, mm-hmm. even just having uh, here in Clovis, we have the Norman Petty Studios where a lot of the classic kind of 50-ish, 50s type uh, bands recorded here mm-hmm. in Clovis and just having that little bit of uh, history, Americana music yeah. history, yeah. It's really cool. cool. Yeah. I would like I would like to be in that area, even if just to visit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're running long. That was fun. Manic Monday. We're throwing some more loud Christian music at you. Uh, stick around. We'll be back to close out the show in just a little bit. Morning. As we close out the show for today, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. 
Bible verse of the day is Matthew 1, 20 through 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Our thought for the day comes from Robert Flatt. The giving of gifts is not something man invented. God started the giving spree when he gave a gift beyond words, the unspeakable gift of his son. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together for you into a podcast over on BackRowRadio.com or most places that you can find podcasts. And lastly, we're still in our 12 nights of Christmas. Through the 23rd from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, we're playing eight hours straight of your favorite Christmas music. And just like our normal lineup, we've got Christmas music from Christian artists of every genre from 95 to now. Whether you're hosting a party, driving around light looking, or wrapping gifts for the big day, let us be your holiday soundtrack. Hey Mo, what's the final word? Oh, parenting. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.